Welcome to A Voice in the Distance Ministries as we are now venturing into Leviticus chapter 2. A much much easier uh, chapter, if you will, uh, in regards to the content. Uh, Leviticus is filled with a lot of very interesting things. And again, I mentioned before that... This book, is, uh, amongst a few others, were probably uh, some of the most avoided books in the Bible because of maybe the context of it or uh, the content. Um, many different reasons that I've heard. And again, I hope and pray that there would be more of a fascination with it because of we're seeing God's mind and heart here at work through the writings that Moses had put down. Moses didn't create these things. Moses didn't have the capacity to to create these things. Uh, And so we're seeing here that that God, my goodness, God's attention to detail on, on these little things. Well, this is actually minute stuff because God created the earth, the heavens, the universe, mankind. And and yet I'm so fascinated, and and as well as many others are so fascinated with his attention to details to certain things, in regards to how he put these things together. Now that you know, we look at the name Leviticus again, and we think like, oh boy, you know, again, just the name alone just wants to um, wants to make us uh, go the other way. Uh, but again, what it meant was in the um, it meant in the matters of the Levites uh, of the priesthood. If we look at what was called the Jewish Talmud, which was a very important book of learning, if you will, it, that re, uh, referred to the book of Leviticus. It was called the uh, the Law of the Priests uh, and the Law of the Offerings. So we, we look at these things and we think to ourselves, like, again, well, this doesn't pertain to me, so I'm not interested. But you know what? We're going to see that a lot of things do pertain to us because the book of Leviticus you know, consisted of laws and, 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 and certain things. And so some of these laws did transfer to the New Testament. So it's important to see the whole, the whole book in its context because, again, you know, we're looking at the, the mind of God here. This is about worship. This is about obedience. These are, this is about the things that he still requires of us. But what we're looking at here today is something very simple. This would be uh, what we call the grain offering. And I like to call this uh, literally a piece of cake. Because <laughs> that's what they're making here is, is pretty much something of that sort. And, and that was in the form of worship. It was in the form of, of thanksgiving versus uh, an atonement for sacrifice of a sin. This was more of a thanksgiving thing. We bake, <coughs> excuse me, we bake cakes for, uh, for somebody on their birthday. We bake cakes for something in a celebration. Somebody's having a child or something of the sort. We do something of that today in the form of celebration. Look at the roots. Leviticus has a lot of roots to the things that we do today. And so I love revealing those things because it brings it to life. You know, people look at these things and and think to themselves like, oh, who cares? Well, we should care because God said it. And and God brought these things to us that we see today. And we're going to find those things. We're going to see these things throughout the duration of the study. So again... Follow along and and uh, and see the mind of God. You know, hear the voice of God. See the heart of God, and see how He operates. Because again, it's fascinating stuff. And people might think, "Oh, it's fascinating to you." And I'm like, "Well, it, it wasn't before. I was in the same boat with a lot of people. I heard the name Leviticus. I was like, "Yeah, I've read it. I've studied it. But you know, once you really get into it." 
you think to yourself, like, wow, you know, this is really, uh, this is really interesting stuff. Why did God do this? How did God do this? Why, what was the meaning of this? And of course, the ever so famous, how does it pertain to me today? Well, that's what we're here to do. So we're going to be looking at chapter 2 today in the form of the grain offering. The piece of cake, I call it. And, uh, and it says here in verses uh, 1 through 3, it says, When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour, and he shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests, one of whom shall take from it its handful of fine flour and oil with all the frankincense, and the priests shall burn it as a memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. The rest of the grain offering shall uh, be Aaron's and his sons, and it is most holy of the offerings to the Lord made by fire. Now, I don't think they use the term uh, that we use today of like a cakewalk, right? Uh, especially back then in ancient Israel. But this was more or less a cakewalk because there was no bloodshed, no sacrifice. Uh, the cost was uh, was the minimal of all things required in a grain offering. This was not for the atonement, but simply for giving thanks, as I mentioned. Thanks to God, especially in that for the provisions. Because if you remember in Exodus, uh, in the book of Exodus during their journey, God provided manna every day. And it was like this grain offering. It would be described in what we, uh, the manna that, that God provided in the way it was described was like in the form of what we would uh, make today as angel food cake. And so God provided, uh, provides, and, and this was a way of recognizing his provisions. And the people's way of saying, thank you, Lord, right? Jehovah Jireh, that Hebrew word for God provides. But but again, God gives the recipe here. He gives the ingredients for this. And, and when I think about our modern day culture, I see more and more, even in the book of Leviticus, right? How, how many things we do, you know, many things we celebrate, many ways that we handle situations like our laws, our judicial systems were in this book that we follow today. Now, if you if you ask an atheist. Um, or, or ask anyone who does not like the word of God or believes the word of God. You can even ask people who disregard Leviticus if they believe in the laws against crimes and moral issues. Most of them say, yes, of course I do. I, I believe in it and I follow it. And then I tell them, congratulations, you, you agree and obey the law created by God in the book of Leviticus. But this was in regards to something for saying, thank you, Lord. Now, in that cultural aspect, I was talking about, we like to bake a cake for someone, as I mentioned, on their birthday. And then the forms of congratulations, or we do it in appreciation of that person due to love, recognition, or respect. And we will see the foundation of that here in regards to God. The difference is the ingredients... This here is much healthier, to be honest, okay? But, but fine flour, oil, and frankincense, it was to be without yeast as well. The yeast represents sin. So that's left out of the oil, right? Uh, the oil symbolized the presence of God. And the frankincense was used later in a form of worship. Uh, people would burn it in, in the worship of God, sending up the aroma. On top of it, it's also considered the oil of oils and the essential oil business today. People use it for health benefits. Um, you know, it does so much for you. But because of its importance, 
we see why it was used in the process. But, but more so in worship, which is why it was in its importance. It was baked on the altar, like everything else, but like everything else that was sacrificed and burnt, uh, was offered a, uh, it was offered a section of each item to the priest as it was a blessing to them in their work in the ministry. But again, first and foremost, to God, okay, that's where it goes first, to God. Fine flour, frankincense, and oil. The best material to make these things you you will never see in regards to giving to God whatever you can scrounge up, right? Whatever you have left over, go ahead and give that to God. No, it, it is the finest things required to give to God. We want the finest from those around us. We, we want the finest from God. But he deserves it, and then some. Now, with assurance, we can say that anything we do for God in the finest of what he required is always remembered. See, Leviticus was given to make sure that the proper ways of worship were given, because we will, we will see later how others had their own ways of what they thought how God should be worshipped. Well, it didn't exactly go the way they thought it, but, you know, let's go ahead and continue here in verse 4 through 10. And it says, And if you bring as an offering a grain offering baked in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, or unleavened uh, wafers anointed with oil. But if your offering is a grain offering baked in a pan, it shall be of fine flour and leavened mixed with oil. You shall break it in pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your offering is a grain offering baked in a covered pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. You shall bring the grain offering that is made of these things to the Lord. And when it is presented to the priest, he shall bring it to the altar. Altar. And then the priest shall take from the grain offering a memorial portion and burn it on the altar. It is an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. And what is left of the grain offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is most holy of the offerings to the Lord made by fire. Now again, this was God instructing Moses on the step-by-step process of the grain offering. God is amazing in so many ways because when we're in the book of Exodus, we've seen uh, the building and design of the tabernacle. God gave the colors. God gave the design, the blueprints. He also designed the courtyard. He had decorating in him. I'm off, my gosh, he created heaven and that there alone, just from what we've read in the Bible, is, is undescribable. God is giving them a recipe book. Uh, now, if... If baked in a pan, he said, or even a covered pan, does make a difference in how it comes out. And I myself see this and say, wow, God is amazing. From the creation of the earth, the universe, and mankind, all in itself, he is specific on even baked goods, right? We can see that God is working off of what the people had to work with in their provisions, he said a pan or a covered pan, right? Not everyone had everything they needed. So God works with all all their their uh that they had. There was no reason for someone to not present something to God. The bottom line was this was something that was prepared in the provision that he provided for people in their home. Now the covered pan would produce what we would know today as like a something like a donut. Uh, without the stuff that we would add in it today, of course, but adding the oil in the midst was a form of normal use, but also adding the holy representation into the mix. When we are brought into a prayer or an anointing for a position, 
we would be anointed with oil. Uh, the priests would be anointed with oil when they raised up. Uh, kings in the future were raised up by uh, anointing with oil. It was a sign of a blessing of the Lord coming upon them in its representation. The, the oil would be poured over the head of the person mingled onto the body as it is to be mingled into the fine flour making this cake. So first to God, it was to be baked and the aroma sent up and whatever was left would be given to the priests. Now, always to God first and then given uh, to those serving God. And those serving the people, uh, God was looking for, uh, God was looking out for those in service to him. Because there was a lot of involvement in what the priest had to do on a daily basis. And we're going to see that. Um, so through the provisions of God, God provides for the people. And the gifts that God gives to the people was to be paid forward to those uh, in serving God first, as well as in, in uh, serving them. So this will be the, the more pleasant thing we'll see in the sacrificial system and why I would title this message a spiritual cakewalk. But again, this was an offering of thanksgiving, not the atonement for sins. God would totally be pleased with this because this is just simply saying, thank you. I love you. I praise you. And this is a gift unto you in what I spent part of the day making for you versus performing a sacrifice saying, forgive me for once again for offending you, holy and righteous father. Now, God receives it, but the offering of love and thanksgiving is absolutely precious. So let's go ahead and continue here in verse 12 to 13. As for the offering of the first fruits, you shall offer them to the Lord, but they shall not be burned on the altar for a sweet aroma. And every offering of your grain offering you shall season with salt. You shall not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be lacking from your grain offering. With all your offerings you shall offer salt. So first fruits were mentioned in offering. This was not a grain offering. This will be mentioned uh, actually a little later in chapter 23. But what this is was a dedication of a harvest. Uh, when a crop was grown and the first things were, were uh, ripe and ready, they were dedicated to God. And, and it was a simple offering and a simple reminder of who created and who allows these things to grow for us. Now, seasoning with salt was not uh, for flavoring, but representing purity. This was a precious commodity because it was what was used for preserving food back in these days. They did not have refrigeration. So salting the food was how it was kept. Uh, we may have heard the term used for people. Uh, you know, we, we might call certain people, you are the salt of the earth, right? And, and that was for those who were preserving the earth and society. But for God to use uh, this three times in a verse, it, it, that means a sense of importance. But it was important because um, the ancient Romans even had a term that they would use, uh, are you worth your weight in salt? You know, we like to use, are you worth your weight in gold? But salt was actually worth more than gold back then. It was also a bond of friendship in some cultures. So we see the importance in this aspect with God and the friendship with the nation. In the book of Numbers, another very uh, very uh, avoided book, in the book of Numbers, this covenant was repeated. And, and we see three things in this covenant of purity. The endurance, uh, 
its value of, of purifying substance and the endurance and why it, it lasts. And its value because salt was expensive. This definitely shows the concept of giving to God first. A simple way of praise. And, and a simple way of thanks. Okay, Because these lands that we all live on depend on rain. And when they do not, when they do not, you know, get the rain, well, here we have droughts, okay? So, God gives in plentiful amounts, but he is also the provider of all things that no one can create. Giving to him was the thankful gestures, the recognition he deserves. And, and to be honest, when we get to that point of worship and recognition, it is always a blessing from all. You know, when, when we get to that point, it, it, it's a blessing from all ends between God and us. See, I remember seeing t-shirts and stickers and sayings that used to say, well, if mama's not happy, then nobody's happy. Well, someone might be able to make things difficult in the house or in the workplace. But someone should make the shirt that says, if the Lord isn't happy, then no one's going to be happy. Because when he was not happy, things did not go well. They did not go right. See, what he is doing is just telling the people what pleases him. That's what we're looking at here. And when you get to know someone, they will let you know their likes and their dislikes, their morals and their values. This is a relationship series between God and his people. God loved them, rescued them out of slavery. And he does the same with us. You know, we may not be in the same slavery that they were in, in that of Egypt, but we are enslaved by something. And, and God is saying, if you want to please me, then here's how to do it. Now, granted, we do, uh, we do not do these things today in the form of these offerings, but to see God's ways in his mind here was still fascinating to me because I can see things that we can do today that go hand in hand. But we will continue in the text of what's being said here as we uh, go ahead and continue to look at verses 14 to 16, and that should cover chapter 2. If you offer a grain offering... In your first fruits of the Lord, you shall offer to the grain offerings of your first fruits green heads and grain roasted on the fire, grain beaten from full heads, and you shall put oil on it and, fr and lay frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. Then the priest shall burn the memorial portion, part of its beaten grain and part of its oil, with all the frankincense as an offering made by fire to the Lord. Now, for in-depth understanding of what we're seeing here is the significance of provision with worship. If you remember the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, and we've seen in there, give us this day our daily bread. And what we're seeing here is that right there, what was put in their daily bread. It was the typical average food for the everyday person. It was the recognition of providing everyday food. Because Christ said that even the birds of the air are fed by God. They don't save, you know, they don't store in barns and toil. How much more important are you? Now, anyone could fulfill this offering regardless of his or her financial status. All he wanted was the first fruit of the first growth in honor of God and his provisions he created. He, he created the seed. 
He created the soil. He created the rain, the sun, uh, all the things that we need in order for these things that we use to survive to come up from the ground. So this was simple. It was a simple request. God gave us the provision. He gave us the know-how. All, all he wanted is for us to give him the praise and thanks. That's all we're to do. Right? Now we look at the frankincense. The oil again was very important in the forms of worship and anointing. But also this, uh, this also flavored it as well since they were, uh, they were not to use honey, okay? This would, um, this would probably also help sweeten it some. The worship was sweet to God. But what he was looking for is our motivation on our, and our dedication. And by that he will be pleased and will bless the offering and the one giving it. I mentioned before that this particular book of Leviticus will will possibly one of the will be one of the least listened to books, but I hope not. But I have heard from many people over the years how they ignore this book. Some say it's confusing, and many have said it's because it doesn't pertain to us, and and it was to uh, people from a different place and time. It's boring, and, and the list goes on. I I truly think one of the reasons, though, of why it's really ignored is because of the holiness. And the requirements for holiness, which is the main thing. See, if we want to please the Lord today, as the times have changed in how we do things, but God has not changed. But how, how we can please the Lord is receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. He is first and then everything else falls into place. That's, that's how it works. The Lord wants us to be with him. See, anyone who loves their children, loves their family, you know, anybody who loves their family wants them together. But this is not that occasional visit where the family comes over and then leaves while you feel glad that they're gone. See, the Lord in his presence with us in his design was eternal. It's not, well... I'll give you 15 years uh, with me, but then you got to go. <laughs> no, this is eternal. This is nonstop. You're, you're not going nowhere from either eternity. But you get the choice of which eternity you want to spend your time in. If you feel led by the Spirit, there is a way to be with God. And that is accepting Christ in your heart in a prayer by faith. Now, it is not just repeating a prayer, it is praying with truth, and it's receiving with repentance, with love and truth. That is how we receive Christ, as Lord and Savior. And then at some point, you can be baptized in water in your recognition of the new man or woman. But first, this is you saying, yes, I want the Lord. I want to be with the Lord. You know, these, these were just ways that we, what we're looking out on how to worship Him and how, how God looks at, um, how God looks at the ways of how to please Him. You will ask anybody you're close to, what makes you happy? What, what makes you tick, you know? Well, we're just looking at what made God happy. He, he put it all down for us to see, for us to have in our grasp. And I'm telling you right now that people that, that have, uh, lived up to this, to, to His Word, it has really seen and reaped the benefits of, of his blessings. I'm not saying that he gave some people certain things more than others. I'm just saying that there was an abundant joy in their life that they had more than anybody I've ever witnessed. Worship is a wonderful thing. It's the greatest thing. You know, people sing all the time. 
but sometimes they do it out loud. But are they truly worshiping? People give all the time, but are they giving in worship? Or people serve all the time, are they serving in worship? What is coming out of our hearts? What is coming out of our minds in regards to God? You know, again, we're looking at things from a cultural standpoint here too. You know, when God says to give the, you know, the, the best of the, of the first fruits and the best of all of these things, well, that's something that was practiced in, in other parts of the world, especially in the, in the Eastern cultures. You know, they would actually, if, if, if you were a guest in someone's house, they offered you the best. And, and sometimes they would either get the second best or, or they wouldn't eat at all if you were to dine with them. There were some cultural aspects that we're looking at here. And, and so we want to make sure that, uh, you know, that we're seeing here in that same aspect of how people treated each other, how much more important for us to be doing so with God. This is what this is about. You know, we do this for other people. They don't, and, and they don't expect anything in return. But see, God, God blesses abundantly. And God never forgets. But yet he is the one deserving of all these things. He's the, the deserving of the best. So may we go ahead and may we continue to seek him in that. May we continue to to walk with him. But there's there's one particular thing that must be done, which is receiving him first. So I want to give that opportunity to receive him. So, if you feel led, you can say a simple prayer after me. And that prayer is you receiving Christ, the Son of God who died for our sins, as Lord and Savior. So let's together, let's say this prayer if you feel led. By bringing Him into your heart. Dear God, please forgive me. Please forgive me of all of my sins as I confess to you that I am a sinner. Please forgive me, Lord, of all that I've done. And, and, and help me, Lord, to walk with you all of my days, Lord. Now that I receive you, Father Lord, may you receive me, Father Lord, as I, as I call upon you. Father, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And I thank you for giving me a place with you. For I love you. And I praise you. And I want to walk with you all of my days, Lord. So may we be together when my time comes. Is I now receive you as my Father, my Lord, and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, what a blessing it is, as always, to teach the Word of God and to, to show us that, uh, who God is, you know. I mean, He's just, God is amazing in so many ways. So, may you continue just again to seek Him diligently, walk with Him, and, and, and get to know Him, because this is what this is about. Getting to know God, getting to, uh, closer to him and walking with him and and so take this time again you know it's precious time and and time is of the essence we don't have a lot of time on earth so use it wisely go through the whole word of god and and see what it is that, that he's saying to you because there's something for you in every book <laughs> So may you seek him diligently as he's been seeking you. And if you have received him, congratulations on the greatest decision you've ever made. May God bless and keep you.